0: Blog Talk Radio
1: This is Marcianne, and I want to welcome you to our third prayer meeting together. Thank you so much for coming tonight. We are here to worship. Because in checking with those beings who helped me do this show, you know, my own personal guides and masters and teachers, they suggested having one more prayer meeting together with you while we're in this series of programs about how to get your prayers answered. And remember, the answer is always yes to all of your prayers. So before we leave this series of programs, the last idea I want to leave with you is concerns worship. Now, I come from a Pentecostal Christian background, and I grew up in church, (laughs) and we started all of our meetings with worship. We called it Worshiping the Lord in the Spirit, and our evidence of having the Spirit of God was our ability to speak in tongues, and we would all sing in tongues together. Now, I still love this idea of being able to speak to God in a language that I have never been angry in, that I have never lied in, where I've never been unkind, I've never condemned or judged anyone or anything, because it's an absolutely pure language, and the Bible says that when we speak in tongues, we are speaking the great and wondrous works of God. And the Bible also says that we can pray in tongues when we don't know what to pray for. So I use the language I speak by the Spirit to pray for other people, not myself, but for other people, because, you know, I don't know what their true purpose is, and I don't know what's best for them, so I don't know how to pray about their situation. So when I tell people I will pray for them, I do pray for them, but I pray in tongues, Because I then am praying the absolute perfect will of God for them. I tell people that now. I say, well, now I'm going to pray for you now. And I said, I'll pray in tongues. And that's going to reveal the absolute perfect will of God in this situation. So whatever happens, that is God's will for you. Now, during this series of teachings, I have said over and over that now is the time for you and you alone. Quit worrying about everybody else. We're just going to deal with you, get everything straightened out in your life. (laughs) So you're going to start praying just for yourself and asking for what you want. I mean, most people pray either about their health or they need money or they aren't happy and they want to be happy. I think women pray about finding their true love. And men also need a partner in life. They've been birthed by a woman who was their mother for the first 18 years of their life. They're used to having a woman in their life. And usually most men want to continue to have a woman in their life. Because a man needs to be loved too, you know. But I think mostly a man would pray about his career, his need to earn a living, and to take care of himself and perhaps a family. So, if all of us were gathered together, and we were going to have a prayer meeting, then we would come to this meeting with some ideas about what we were going to pray about. And in the old Pentecostal tradition, we would start the prayer meeting with worship. Now, my husband and I had a prayer meeting in our home, every Friday night for 12 years, in Indianapolis, Indiana, from 1974 to 1986, and anywhere from one other person to five other people would come from week to week. Now, I would play the piano, so we would start our prayer meeting with worship. So I would play the piano, and we would sing, and in those days, we would sing the scriptures, Because I probably know anywhere from about 150 to 200 scriptures that I can play on the piano and sing. Because I wrote a lot of these songs myself because I used it as a method to memorize scriptures. In fact, maybe I should record some of them (laughs) and make them available on my website so you can keep checking back from time to time on www.marcian.com and see if they're there. Because it's just a wonderful way to learn the scriptures. Now, remember, I've taught you that you don't have to say, if it be thy will, O Lord, because we can know the will of God for ourselves. Almost everything people do pray for, though, concerns happiness, health, and wealth. And all of these things, your happiness, being totally healthy, and never being sick, and being wealthy, are all God's will for you. So you never have to say, O Lord, heal me if it be thy will. Or, oh, Lord, I need some finances to pay my rent if it be thy will. If you say this to God, God's going to know that you don't know his word. And one way to get to know the word of God is to memorize the scriptures. And a fun way to do this is to sing. So I'm going to sing one for you right now. Let me turn this music down. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. And the paths of the will of the Lord is health, wealth, and happiness. Because, you know, we are the glory of God. One way to get to know uh, more about the, go- the glory of God is to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Allelu,
0: alleluia.
1: So if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things are added unto us, and all these things are health, wealth, and happiness. You know, if we're sick, or if we're poor, or if we're unhappy and complaining all the time, well, we're not showing the world that we're the glory of God. We're showing the world that either God is a liar, or God doesn't care a hoot about us. And if you are here tonight at the prayer meeting, I know that isn't the way you feel about God. Because you're at this prayer meeting tonight because there's some part of you that believes that God does love you. And God does care about you. And God doesn't lie about anything. But I have to tell you something here tonight. Christians have been, and Catholics have been lied to. Not by God, but by the priests and the preachers who have taught us what they know about God. So I want to take just a a little bit of time here before we go into our worship to talk about this. So I want to start with us thinking about Santa Claus. Because all of us have been a child. We've started out a baby and one years old, and two years old, and three years old, four years old. And during those times, um, we believed in Santa Claus, didn't we? Okay, who taught us about Santa Claus? That's right, our parents. Now, does this mean that the parents didn't love us? Or does this mean that the parents were premeditatively lying to us to punish us? or to keep us in slavery and fear so that they, so we would act good. <laughs> you know, I can remember saying to my kids, now Santa Claus keeps a list of the good little girls and boys and the bad little girls and boys, and he isn't going to bring any presents to those bad little girls and boys. You know what the song says, I'm making a list and checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. And you know what? If you're a parent, you have done this. Because we all have done this. <laughs> well, where did the idea of Santa Claus come from? How long has Santa Claus been around? Well, pretty much since the 4th century A.D. when a bishop from the Lycian port of Murrah Mur- Mur- in the southwest part of mo- modern Turkey redeemed a trio of daughters from being prostitutes by being able to be suitable for marriage. Because Bishop Nicholas, his name was Nicholas, Bishop Nicholas gave them three bags of gold so their father could pay a dowry so they could be married. So he was later canonized and became Saint Nicholas, the gift giver. He died on December 6th, which became a feast day in the medieval church and was celebrated. And apparently he attended the Council of Nicaea in 320 AD and was vocal in opposing the Arian doctrine, which is common during the first 300 years after Jesus died and was resurrected. And the Arian philosophy held by many of the early Christians was that God created Jesus just like us that Jesus was a human, and there are many scriptures that support this doctrine. The Bible says that Jesus emptied himself of being God and took on the form of a man. However, the Council of Nicaea decided to establish a Trinitarian doctrine that supports the fact that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. Now, you know, it's very difficult for me to understand how all of those church leaders in the 4th century could believe this. Because then, what are we? If Jesus is God's only son, then who are we? And I think that this conflict of the doctrines from way back in the beginning of the Catholic Protestant Church should be looked at again because the Nicene Creed is what all Catholics and Protestants believe today. But this creed has emasculated every Catholic and Christian. Now, to emasculate emasculate means to deprive of strength or vigor, to weaken, to debilitate, undermine, devitalize. And since then, the church has remained a force of separation and terrorism. And God's people are sick and poor and unhappy. And only and until each person does begin to know that each one of us is an only begotten son or daughter of God, born as a human perfect in our natural state and filled with the power of God through God's Spirit in just the same way that Jesus was. And we will never be able to approach the throne of God with any kind of full knowledge that the answer to our prayer is yes until we stand in the fullness of our Godhead bodily. Well, let me get back to Santa Claus, because some religious historians and experts in folklore believe that the story of St. Nicholas, which eventually morphed into our present-day idea about Santa Claus, could be a continuing story held over from the first beliefs of primitive man, which evolved into the Hindu and Greek and Roman ideas of many gods and goddesses that represented different areas of spiritual authority within the universe. So coming down from Poseidon to St. Nicholas to Santa Claus, we have over time developed a being which embraces all of the legendary and mythical ideas of a very kind and generous, white-bearded, gift-giving philanthropist who is the implementer and the remunerator of justice. And we have premeditatively and with our most convincingly deceptive rhetoric have taught this lie to our children without shame. Now, what was our motive in doing this? Well, we used this lie to our benefit to try to help our children be good little boys and girls. And actually, we used it all year, not just at Christmas. So then what happens later on when they get to be six or seven and the child learns that there isn't any Santa Claus? You know, mothers and fathers tell the older kids in the home not to tell the little kids about this, this lie. Well, what message does this give to our children? Now they've been lied to. And they're being coerced to go along with the lie to the littler brothers and sisters. What does this teach our children? Well, the truth is, Mom and Dad are Santa Claus. And when the children grow up, they become Santa Claus. Now, since my show deals with truth, and I like to say truth with a capital T, I want to say that you're not a child anymore. And now you know there isn't any Santa Claus. And you know that you are Santa Claus. So it's time now for you to grow up and not stay a little child. God's child. God's little child. Churches do preach we are the children of God. But we're not supposed to say, stay little children. We're to grow up. Do you know how sad it is to God to see his people staying little babies? Jesus got so exasperated about this. He'd say, Know ye not that you are God's? Know you not that that same Spirit that raised me from the dead dwells in you? And that same Spirit that raised me from the dead shall quicken your mortal body, and you shall be able to do the same things I did, and greater things shall you do. You know, the earth is in such a mess today because God's people do not know that they have all power in heaven and earth at their disposal. Do you know we can call for 144,000 angels if we need to, just like Jesus? They can first of all, all Christians can first of all be healed of all of their own diseases, and then they can speak the word and see others healed like Jesus did. They can, first of all, get a source of wealth that will make them rich, and they can then aid the poor themselves. And we wouldn't need all this public welfare benefits. And they can, first of all, find their purpose for life, and and their purpose would be such a blessing, and they would be full of happiness and thankfulness, and then they could help others find the path for their success. They could first of all find their mate and operate a kingdom of virtue in the power of two and spread the glory of God all over the earth. People, you have been lied to by the fathers of the Catholic and Protestant churches in the same way that parents lie to their children about Santa Claus. You've been told that Jesus was something other than what you are. And that he did everything he did because he was God. But Jesus said himself, Know ye not that ye are also gods. You have been lied to about heaven. You've been lied to about hell. You've been lied to about your salvation. And now it's time for you to grow up and to know that Jesus is just your brother. You and he are the same family. You and he are the same thing. And he said of my own self, I can do nothing but the Father within me does the works. And the Father that was in him was the power of the Spirit of God that caused his heart to beat and his lungs to breathe. And that same power beats your heart and causes your lungs to breathe in and out. Just take a minute right now. Put your hand on your heart. Feel your heart beating. This is the energy of God's spirit within you. The engine of God's spirit is love and it lives in your heart. Take a minute right now and put your attention on your breath. Feel yourself breathe in and out. This is God's spirit breathing in and out. You are the temple of the holy breath of God. You are the bishop of your temple You are the one in authority over everything in your life. Your word is your power. And now you have been learning how to speak your words with the power of God's Spirit and through the love of your heart. And these words are then going to be taken by all of your special guides and masters and teachers who are assigned just to you. And they are creating the answer to your prayers. You are made in the image and the likeness of God. And God spoke and said, let there be light, and there was light. And now you have spoken your prayer to God, and now that answer is being made out of the original electronic light that is the source of everything. So now I have brought you finally to the moment for worship. And when Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, he started out by saying, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth, here, as it is where you are. So let's start our worship with this teaching from Jesus. Let us all say this together. Just repeat after me. Holy Spirit of God Almighty which dwelleth in the secret place within my heart all hail all hail glory and honor be to you speak that out with all your power now continue to repeat after me I rejoice that my heart is beating and my lungs are breathing and that I have life eternal that comes from your love for me. I celebrate your love which is thy nature, which is thy name. Thy name is love. And I desire for the glory of your power to be demonstrated in my life. I desire for thy will to be done in my life. I desire that this form of mine, which is created from the dust of the earth, be a testimony to your love for me as I live in abundant health wealth and happiness so our worship will acknowledge to the Lord of hosts the God of heaven and earth that we know what his will is for us so then Jesus taught his disciples to ask for what it was whatever it was that they wanted. So now just repeat after me. Give us this day our daily bread. And now just say, if there's any prayer that you still haven't prayed yet, just go ahead now and speak the words of your prayer. And then Jesus said that we needed to always remind ourselves that we're not beggars or sinners separated from God's love. And then we are also to acknowledge that everyone else is also not a beggar or a sinner and separated from God's love. So now repeat after me, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And now we confess to be delivered from evil and to not be led into temptation. So, repeat after me deliver me from evil and lead me not into temptation. Now, remember, we empower uh, wherever our attention goes. We are empowering that. So now let us continue our worship by putting our attention on whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are of good report. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are true, if there be any virtue, think on these things. Now repeat after me O Lord, let my life demonstrate that I see no evil, I hear no evil. I speak no evil. And if you do have evil thoughts that come in, replace them right away with the thought of something or someone you know who is honest, or something or someone you know that is beautiful, or something you heard recently that gave a good report. And now let us continue to worship. O God, mighty Lord of hosts, eternal sustainer of all things, stable, dependable, secure, safe. We are so thankful that you made us in your image and your likeness, that we have been created perfect in our natural state as your only begotten son or daughter. And that we stand in our authority as bishop of our circumstances, with all power of heaven and earth at our disposal. And we are so thankful that you keep your word always, that you never lie to us, that you never leave us or forsake us, that your mercies abideth forever, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall always be welcome within the family, never rejected, never used or abused, never abandoned. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I desire that your will be fully manifested in my life so that I can now shine forth your glory in all of my comings and goings. People shall point to me as an example of God's love. People shall point to me as an example of God's purity, God's holiness, God's steadfastness, God's unfailing love. My name shall declare the glory of God here upon the earth. I shall be a beacon of light to light the path for others because I shall say, follow me, because when you see me, You've seen the Father's power as it has been expressed in me. Let me shine forth as your love beacon, the light that shines in the darkness and, can sh- and shall never fail. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I promise to be merciful to all men. I shall be wisdom to all men. I shall be providence to all men. I shall be a source of your love to all men. I am so grateful that I can live in your truth and that your truth sets me free from all misrepren- misrepresentations that of others have transmitted throughout the ages. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now that we have worshiped God and we've acknowledged the presence of God's Spirit within us and we now have experienced God's glory, we are ready to have it revealed to the earth through our lives, which becomes a book that is read by men. (laughs) Because now you've put away childish things. When you were a child, you thought like a child and you believed in Santa Claus but now you're grown up and you know your relationship with God you know you are made in his image and likeness and you now accept the responsibility of being the bishop of your life with all power in heaven and earth to create what you want in your life there are no limits all things are possible energy flows where your attention goes and all power comes from within you Let your life now so shine as to become a beacon of light in the darkness of the chaos and the despair that grips our earth right now. Now you are grown up, and you realize that you not only are Santa Claus, but you are also a god with the power of creation in your mouth. And you have spoken your prayer to God, now put your attention on the answer to your prayer and see and feel your life as it is with the answer, yes.